Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about relationships and specifically suffering in them and then also our relationship with the Lord and our trust of Him in those things and conversations we might have with Him while we're suffering. Uh, we're in First Peter still, chapter 5, and we're going to be going through verses 6 and 7 today. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you by casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Relationships, as wonderful as they can be, can also be a source of great suffering for us. It's a conundrum. We desperately long for a relationship, and yet we also meet with suffering in them. And as verse 5 mentions, we need humility to win that war in our souls. Without it, we implode. This whole book has discussed suffering in various forms, and this is the culminating message of the book, the conclusion of how we are to suffer well and survive it. Ultimately, all suffering involves some sort of humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand, a releasing of control and surrendering of my will to His, a deep trust in His control of the situation. Suffering forces our pride to surface, and it offers us an opportunity to release it in humility and grace to our Creator who is faithful. This humbling, this surrender, doesn't leave us destitute, but rests in the hope and assurance that Yahweh will exalt us at the proper time. Letting my reward and my virtue rest in God, allowing Him to determine my recognition for a job well done. I'm also casting my anxiety on Him in this process as I humble myself under His hand and surrender to His will. Why? How can I even cast worry and anxiety on Him? I must be deeply rooted in the belief that He cares for me, more than I even care for myself, and that I can trust Him to take care of me in ways I can never take care of myself. I must be convinced of His love, His deep affection for me, to believe that He cares far more about whatever is making me anxious than I do, that He's also better equipped and far more willing than I am to handle these matters. I can genuinely relinquish all control and rest in Him. Peter already went over types of suffering and sources, sources or reasons why we suffer. He's already made the point that as a believer, I suffer under his will alone if I didn't go off and do something to warrant it. Therefore, to humble myself under his mighty hand is really just to accept his will and trust his plan, leaving all the worrying up to him. It's so funny. I've grown up seeing God as someone who would allow suffering in my life to mess with me perhaps as a test to teach me something, maybe to grow me or to stifle a nasty habit, perhaps even to punish or refine me. It felt like he was poking at me, messing with me, or being a grim doctor ready to prune out the slightest growth of sin. Frankly, it was miserable thinking of God on those terms. It was stressful. I felt like I had to defend myself from God and the devil, never truly able to let my guard down or be at rest from striving to do and be good perpetually. It was exhausting. My version of God had no grace to offer me. In my purview, suffering was a tool that God used to toughen me up and make me more holy. It was only a matter of time until he would bring more of it into my life just to keep me on my toes. My whole life has been lived watching my own back, hoping that God wasn't standing behind me because I presumed his presence meant suffering would be bound to follow. Yet all this time, he's been standing there with only love in his eyes with compassion stirring in his heart and care in his plans for me. He's telling me through this passage that I was wrong about him. He's been longing for me to turn around and surrender 
so he could care for my worries and anxieties, so that he could exalt me in his timing. See, I thought of God as someone I had to convince to help me out, begging him to notice what I care about, when in reality he cares and notices the details of my life far more deeply than I could ever for myself. He believes in me in ways I've never believed in myself. It's truly incredible, and I've wasted a quarter of a century wondering how I'd survive suffering, how I would defend myself from God, when all along he's just been asking me to let him care for me. I spent all that time railing at him, asking him why he doesn't care, and all this time he's been trying to tell me that I'm not letting him in, because I'm not surrendering to his care. It's like a small child blaming a parent for not helping when the whole time the child refused the parent's offers to help. Then the child blames the parent for not helping in a fallout resorts. But how silly. I think he built us to cast our cares and anxieties on him. And this whole time I've been trying to do something that isn't my job. I'm not supposed to control my own life and take care of myself. He's supposed to do both. He actually promises that he will. But I have to surrender that to him and I have to let him do it. I must trust the mighty hand of God under which I am to dwell. I'm convinced I have permission to tell God that fill-in-the-blank is not my job. It's your job, and so I'm surrendering it to you and asking you to provide. Things like, it's not my job to worry. It's not my job to be anxious. It's not my job to be in control or to be perfect. I don't believe he expects us to be any of these things either. He wants us to rest in his love and to ask for his help. He is the shepherd we can always count on and trust in every circumstance because he's humble and he truly leads us with a heart that cares for things in a way we never could.